Shannon here, and welcome to this episode of the Team Success Podcast. Today, what I want to talk about is the importance of ethics. And ethics is really a part of our whole value system. It's integrity, it's honesty, it's how we treat people, it's how we expect to be treated. And I had a really fascinating conversation with a dear client of mine the other day where he had a circumstance that I think actually a lot of people should know about it and will probably relate to. So this gentleman has incredible ethics. He cares about people. He wants to do what's right. He's going to take care of his people. But he had several, in fact, four people who did not share the same value system. And they chose to abuse their power and not pay people who were due money and to cover it up. And then there's also theft involved. And it took a long time to figure it out and not until some legal action had been taken, which he didn't understand because he didn't know about it. But finally, he was able to unearth it. And one person actually fessed up. But it was hurtful because he said, I'm so clear on what our values are. I'm so clear on that there's no reason not to pay people. We have the money. He couldn't understand it. And I explained that some people are just really smart and like to game the system. But what could he have done differently? Well, you know, How can we pay attention to those perhaps little clues that we get? So that's really what I want to talk about. And for you, it may not be ethics. Maybe there's some other value that you hold incredibly dear. And you may assume that other people also will give that particular value. It could be communication. It could be giving to your community. Whatever your value system is, wowing your customers and clients, whatever that value is, we can't just assume. So what I want to talk through today are some of the things to pay attention to, some of the things to do to make sure that you are actually living the value system, not just talking about it, or not just assuming it, which is where it is with most people. And again, there are some consequences for not doing this. I have lots of stories I've collected over the years. A couple of people I know were actually embezzled for to the tune of half a million dollars. Someone else I know was also embezzled for slightly over $250,000. And there's been lawsuits. And often these clients are the victims of people who are doing them harm, but the systems weren't in place to catch them or not to catch them soon enough. And so they pay the price. And most people doing white collar crime are not put in jail. They're fired. That's it. It's really hard to get the money back. So this is expensive not to be living according to your value system. So a couple things. Number one is you really want to make sure that when you are hiring people, particularly at senior levels who do have that ability to influence and they're probably managing parts of the company so you don't have to, to really make sure that they are in line with your value system. So how can we do that? Well, you can certainly talk about it in the interview process. But another thing, and I've learned this from Colby, actually, because Kathy Colby has some interview questions based on how people's value system actually operates. And she has this interesting concept called the dynamind, which is spelled with Ys, by the way, about how people operate and the level at which they're operating. And you want people who are operating at the level of passion, purpose, and persuasion. That's four out of the five levels, which I think is kind of interesting. Minimum level three, which is conviction, commitment, and evaluation. And really, it means that you've got people who are doing things at the highest possible level to contribute to both themselves and to other people. So I want you to think about some questions you could ask. And one of the interesting things you can do, and I've seen some examples of this, is where you write out different scenarios. You can even like make it like a multiple choice question based on your particular business. So if it's a warehouse or if it's a service business or whatever it is that you do, manufacturing, you could lay out some scenarios. And ones that are common that you hear about, I hear about restaurant chefs doing nasty things to the food in the back. I hear about stuff going missing out of stores. There's technical terms for that. You know, I hear about people 
taking extra petty cash or padding expense accounts, this is kind of normal in a lot of business world. But if it's not normal or okay for your business, you need to be very, very explicit about that. So going back to those questions, you could actually ask a series of questions that are based on how other people do things, how you do things, and ask them which one they would do. Now, you're probably thinking, Shannon, everyone is going to lie and they're going to put, of course I do the right thing. It's kind of interesting. People will justify and will actually be honest about their dishonesty sometimes. You'll be kind of shocked by that because they think it's okay, because they've been trained by other people that it's okay. It's the norm in the business. They may say, I don't like to, but yeah, I probably would. (laughs) I would do that. And you're like, oh my gosh, how is that possible? So that's one thing. You can actually ask some interview questions that are very specific, again, to your business to, to elicit out the level of ethics which which they're comfortable functioning and what they will justify in terms of their behavior. Then the other thing is you want to have constant conversations about what your standards are. Now, you can say, hey, guys, we treat people fairly, and that's what this means. We pay people for the work that they put in. We account for things. You want to be really transparent in your systems. And you also want to have checks and balances. So don't let one person be in charge of any one thing. I know this is why a lot of people insist on signing the checks. And a lot of the situations I've talked about, they were caught because the owner was the one actually still signing the checks. Now, that's a great thing to delegate if you can to trusted people. But sometimes that is a measure of control that some people are just not willing to give up. And I can see why. You're not alone in that. Oprah Winfrey apparently still signs a lot of her own checks as well, at least the last time I read about that. So yeah, it's just a way to keep a very essential control on the business to make sure you're not being ripped off. Also, you want to celebrate when people are doing that. When there was a chance to maybe take a not-so-great path and people took the right path, I would acknowledge and celebrate that. And the other one is you need to have consequences for when people don't do it. A huge amount of ethics or honesty comes from reality and demonstration. So people need to see that people who are not acting up according to standard aren't here anymore. And that needs to be a story that gets told. I love the expression, hire for attitude, train for skill, fire for example, which I think is completely and totally appropriate. We had a really odd situation once at Strategic Coach where one of our team members was actually physically abusive to one of our team members. And he tried to grab her and do something inappropriate. Anyway, we have a zero tolerance for that. There was no excuses and he was gone. He was kind of shocked, but it was like, that is not okay. And it sent this message out to the entire team, not that anyone else was inclined because we thought that was kind of weird. But we have just such a basic and essential respect for one another. There is no way that any physical harm, no innuendo, that's just not cool. I mean, we're pretty fun with each other and we're playful. But never, ever does it cross that line. If it does, it's made incredibly clear very quickly and pretty much a zero tolerance, as I said. So that just has to be demonstrated. You have to take action when someone doesn't actually uphold your value system. If someone's not willing to do that, do they belong with you? Mm, No, they don't. You can find someone else who is as good or better with the right value system, the one that fits with you, as opposed to just putting up with poor behavior. Now, the last thing, and I think this is kind of interesting, and this is where it's really hard to get this into your head, is don't assume that people believe you when you say what you think is the right way to do things. Now, that seems kind of strange. Why wouldn't people believe you? Because that's not been the example that they've lived with in other places. That may not be where they come from. It may not be how they were raised. And people come in, they're used to hearing lots of great stuff and not seeing it actually being demonstrated. So you have to live it. So be careful what you say because you're going to have to live up to it. And again, don't assume that people believe you. 
It's like, oh, yeah, everyone says that they're honest. Everyone says that they're ethical. Everyone says that they care, but they don't really. And that's how people justify this stuff to themselves. I've heard how people talk, and they've told me this. I'm like, no, (laughs) we actually mean it. So, again, you have to live it. It has to be really open and really transparent and have your systems have the check and balances so there's no questioning people's integrity. And it's just so, so important. So the last thing I want to say about this is that ethics are not only a good thing to do in their own right. It's also an incredibly efficient and effective way to run a company. There's a great expression. I cannot remember the author at the moment, but basically says the great thing about telling the truth is you only have to remember one story, the real one. (laughs) (laughs) which I always really appreciate. It's kind of my policy because I'm not a good person at making things up. So that's just so true. And then the other thing is it inspires trust. There are books written about the speed of trust. You know, that was one of Covey's books. It is just so true that when I can trust what you say and you can trust what I say, we don't have to second guess. We don't have to do workarounds. We don't have to talk behind each other's backs about things. So again, the whole thing about ethics and integrity, integrity means wholeness. It means that there's nothing missing. <laughs> and that's what really we're doing when we're being ethical, when we're doing things about board, when we're being transparent, and we're insisting that everyone else is too, and they're living according to that standard. It means that we get to take advantage of that speed of trust. And that's, again, what's going to have us be successful as a company, as a team. And I think, bottom line, it lends to increased productivity and profitability, which is the byproduct that we want to see from this. So, again, I was inspired by our client's, unfortunately, sad tale, which is now being remedied. He totally did the right thing. And I'm sure for the team members who are left, he's now a hero because he addressed the issue. He took steps. He's making things right. He's made things right with the people who are still there. And that's impressive. That sends a very, very powerful message to the rest of the team, and they'll be incredibly loyal as a result. Again, another benefit to the whole thing. So I wanted to share that with you. I hope that has inspired you a little bit. And don't be surprised when people don't believe you off the bat. We have to kind of demonstrate that we really mean it. Day in and day out, when people say, oh, I can believe you when you tell me something, that's a pretty huge validation that I want you to appreciate. All right. So that's all for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear them at questionsastrategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team's success. Hi, Shannon here. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes, and we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more Team Success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.